along with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Nightmare. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles. I've been saying that for almost 20 years now. Good Lord. I know. <laughs> that's sad. No, it's sad. not. That's that's older than our youngest listener to the show. It's. I think it's just... <laughs> I, I don't think it's sad. It's a okay. testament to your longevity. Endurance. Endurance. <laughs> uh, whatever. Yeah, it's kind of like it's Survivor. All, it's all good. It's Survivor. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like Survivor. Anyways, I am Ron Kolick, and of course that lovely voice is that of the blonde bombshell herself, and Kerrigan. Ooh, the lovely voice. Mm. Well, hello, everybody. It's spring. The sun is out. He's so cheerful, by the way. It always kills me. Um, because I'm not as miserable as you. I don't know. I don't know. Thank God I'm around to bring some of this cheerness down. It's yeah, like, right. Thanks. Yeah. Well, you know, mm. I try. I try. Try and be cheerful. Try and be positive. It's not always easy. Uh, okay. My husband's, I... my husband's on vacation, so I'm really cheerful this week. Oh, is, wait a minute. <laughs> he goes on vacation without you. Uh, sometimes, yeah, it's a, it's a golf, it's a golf week. Oh, fair enough. Every year he goes, um, he has, uh, uh, a big family. So he comes around. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's Irish, right? He's Irish. So there's four brothers. So he meets up with his brothers every year in Myrtle Beach and they play golf for a week. Oh, cool. So it's okay. All right. So we got a great show tonight. We have a gentleman who probably has a better voice than me, but who then again, who doesn't? He is the uh, driving force. Can I say that? Sure, I just did. Behind uh, the, what is it called? Theater on the Road. Theater on the Road. Yes, and Steam Trunk Productions and Murder Cafe. He is Mark, no, Frank Marquette. Frank, you there? I am here. I am here. Thank you for having me on. Hi. Oh, you, you're coming in very, very poorly. Okay. Uh, is this better? Uh-oh. Do you have a headset on, or are you... No, I don't. I don't have a headset on. Uh, is this better? Uh-oh. <laughs> okay, he's on his phone. All right, that explains it. All right, so we're going to have to deal with this, I guess, which is going to be irritating to me. Oh, stop. Okay. But what? then again, what doesn't irritate me? Everything irritates you. Very true. So anyways, uh, Mr. Marquette, you are wear many hats, as I see from your website. Yeah, thank uh, you. Go ahead. I've never been called a driving force before. A driving road. Is that what you call me? A driving road or a driving force? I like that. She can hear him. 
<laughs> okay, so we're the only ones that can't hear them. So we're just oh. going to have to guess what he says, I think. <laughs> oh, Frank, I'm sorry. Frank, we're going to have to That's call you all right. Okay. <laughs> all right. Hang up and they'll call you right back. Well, that's an auspicious start for my... Oh, it'll get better. It'll get better. I'm, I'm sure telling it's... you, it's the curse of the picture. Oh, let's blame the picture some more. Okay. Hey, hey I had to, had to get my water shut off to the house. So they went out there. First of all, it took them like forever, and I mean ever, almost 45 minutes, me work with them to find the freaking shutoff valve. And when they did, it was destroyed. It was it... actually knocked down on its side. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Well, that's terrible. Okay. He's back, I think. Hey. Hello? Hello. Can you hear me? Hi, Frank. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Yes. Greg, su- success. Oh, that's yeah. much better. It's not your fault. It's the curse of the, the photograph. It's, so. Yeah, Ron is cursed. So We're blaming that on everything. So it's, Everything, yeah. It's a get out, of, get out of trouble card, and we have it. So, anyways... <laughs> Frank, thank you uh, for joining us. You wear many hats. You have many. Uh, you're associated with many companies that do some really, really cool stuff. And uh, that is, uh, I, I kind of screwed it up the first time. I'll try it again. Theater on the Road, uh, Steam Trunk Productions. Ian and I love Steam Trunk, Trunk, mm-hmm. Steampunk, Steampunk, Steam whatever, and Murder Cafe. So, how did you get involved in all this? Well, uh, I was an actor, and I was in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and I began acting with a murder mystery company. This is in the early 90s, 92, 93, 94. And like a lot of actors, I I was a little bit reluctant to try it because I wasn't sure this was right for me. But I fell in love with it. And then I moved to Las Vegas in 1997, and I started Murder Cafe there. And we did a lot of shows over an 11-year period. We did a lot of corporate entertainment. We did a lot of public entertainment. We started writing our own murder mysteries. And um, I moved back to New York State, where I'm from, 10 years ago. We reactivated Murder Cafe, and... I probably now do 45 to 50 shows a year. Wow. That's wow, under that's Murder awesome. Cafe. Those nice. are murder mysteries. But mm-hmm. I'm living in an area that is very rich in history. And I started to get involved in locations that were haunted, that were supposedly haunted. And I, I read a book called Haunted Catskills. I live in the Catskill Mountain region of New York State. Mm-hmm. And I started visiting some of the locations that claimed they were haunted. And I offered to not do what I call reenactments, but to to bring the ghosts to life that um, supposedly inhabited these locations. Uh, the first one was the Vanderbilt House up in Philmont, New York. They claimed oh, yeah. that yep. there were five or six ghosts living there. So we put together a show, a scripted show called A Haunting at the Vanderbilt where we we performed as the ghosts. We had uh, Cornelius Vanderbilt, and there were a couple of kids that, that lived there. There was a sailor. There was a, a cowboy. There were various people 
um, plus the owner's grandmother. Um, he claimed that she was still living there, although she died in 1938. And we brought all of them to life. And then we were asked to do that at other locations. And that's just exploded. I, I now do cemetery tours and nice. all sorts of things. Yeah, that's I know awesome. Anne, Anne's going to want to talk to you about cemetery tours. But yes, I am. So, so <laughs> what, I, what, I'm, what I'm getting out of this is that, if, for instance, if my house was haunted by Rockwell Welsh, uh, people could come here and actually talk to Rockwell Welsh, the ghost. That's correct. Even oh, though she's so. not dead. <laughs> well, no. Uh, it can't be, it can't that, be you know, it's not a problem. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sure of it, yeah. That, so that's how it would work. And we, uh, there's um, the oldest active, the oldest inn in America is in Rhinebeck, New York, not far from me, the Beekman Arms. Beekman. It opened, it opened in 17, 1769, they opened, and... They have quite a story, and I'm figuring that place has to have a lot of ghosts living in it. So we went over there, and we, you know, learned the history of the place, read up on it, did a lot of research. This stuff takes a lot of research. Right. And then we presented we presented the, the uh, several of the ghosts that uh, inhabit the Beekman Arms. And we do this, you know, it's it's entertaining, but there's also some history involved. It's all, There's also some some educational stuff involved in this too. Right, because the paranormal goes hand in hand with history because without uh, history, there would be no paranormal. Right. That's true. That's absolutely jump, true. And I, I want to jump I, in I like, for a second too. I'm sorry. Sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm excited that Ron happened to um, hear about you, Frank, and your group because my daughter is going to be working in Rhinebeck and she's moving to New York to that area in June. And really? yes, they're opening uh, a, the Mirbu spa uh, in Rhinebeck, which is yes. very close to the Beekman. It's and, right in back of it. Yes. And uh, mm-hmm. road when, trip in. when, Oh, I can't honestly, this is one I can actually do because uh, I saw Rhinebeck, and I'm like, oh, my God, what is the odds that, that Ron would come across? It must be fate. Uh, someone who's right there, and Alex, mm-hmm. my daughter Alexis, has stayed at the Beekman. She didn't see any ghosts at the time, but she said, Mom, you have to come here. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited to get to that area. And so I am also excited to hear about, you know, what's in that area from you and from the cemetery tour and that aspect. So, uh, sure. yeah, it's it's a small world, huh? <laughs> it's a very small. Where are you right now? Where are you located? Uh, yeah. We're Massachusetts, just uh, south of Boston. Oh, OK. So you're about three hours away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lots yep. of uh, history there. Lots of ghosts in Boston area, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely, definitely. So I have a connection with um, Edgar Allan Poe, who was born in Boston. I, you'll see that on my website. There's a video. Yeah, I that's one of, the, one of the things we're going to ask you about, actually. Definitely. Oh, okay. All right. Yes. I'm getting ahead of myself. No, that's all right. No, go ahead. Continue. Good. We brought, you brought no, it up. Uh, it's about eight, about eight years ago, I was offered an opportunity by um, 
National Endowment for the Arts. It's this big read program, and they were funding a local library, and they were doing a whole series on Edgar Allan Poe. And they asked me if I, if I would write a play based on Edgar Allan Poe with Poe in it. And I thought about it, and uh, I ended up playing Poe, and then that ended up uh, taking me in a whole different direction. I have performed uh, as Poe at different schools and theaters and uh haven't made it up to boston yet but um mr yeah mr poe hasn't made an appearance in two years now he's overdue so i do <laughs> enjoy performing as edgar Allan poe oh, we you, love you know poe. it's you know what's interesting too is that um i live not where ann told you but i live on the new hampshire border in in uh, drake mass which is just outside oh. of lowell sorry and, he's the opposite direction <laughs> and uh we have a bar in Lowell uh, where Edgar Allan Poe used to frequent. And, uh, yeah, so there's a connection all the way up. He got around, you know. He didn't hang around in one place. He, he got, no, he didn't. What's the name I of that did. bar? What's the name of I bar? knew you were going to ask me that, but I can't think of it. They actually, it's a, it's a ah. funny, I've investigated it, actually. And uh, it's a triangle building. They still have uh, one of the, I don't know if it's the oldest in the, country or, or one of the oldest uh, working uh, ceiling fan systems uh, that's the original and uh, yeah I'm trying to think of the name of that power and I can't Bobby Don if I can remember that, it. that's in Lowell Massachusetts yes in Lowell Massachusetts right okay I drive through there uh, twice a year we have family in Maine not far from there. oh you're kidding me <laughs> no Oh, we could, we could, we could do something. That, oh, wait a minute. Oh. We should go back to the show. <laughs> <laughs> Business later. Yeah, right. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I'll, I'll find the name out for you. Um, but uh, yeah, I'll okay. definitely find it. I've investigated the place, so I've been there a few times. In fact, I was thinking about doing another event there as well. So uh, yeah. Anyway, so moving back to Ryan. Now we're going back to Ryan Becker, wherever the heck we are now in New York. And uh, some of the things you do. So why don't we get back to the, the cemetery tours? Yeah, because I know absolutely Ian loves that. Sure. Well, that, again, like most things, uh, it came to me by accident. Um, we started with the we started with murder mysteries and then that took us to haunting shows and word got out, and I met a number of what I'm going to call reenactors. These aren't actors. These are people who dress in period costume, and they stand and they give tours, or they engage in, uh, you know, knitting and chopping wood and cooking over fire and stuff that people did 200 years ago. But they're not actors. They're not entertainers. I wanted to be uh taking that in a different direction so anyway there there's cemetery tours everywhere now you know especially in october and there's spooky zombie chainsaw type <laughs> of, you know cemetery tours and i wanted to do something a little different so there's a church in kingston old dutch church in kingston new york it dates back to 1659 and Ooh. A lot of famous people buried in that cemetery, including the first governor of New York. And it sits in the middle of an area that was burned by the British in October of 1777. So I was asked to create a cemetery tour 
taking people back to 1777. And we're now in our fifth year doing that. And again, you know, we had to find out who was buried there, who would make the most interesting ghosts. And uh, <laughs> we did the research, we talked to historians, and then, you know, costuming is really critical because uh, you get a lot of, you know, history majors. And you also get a lot of students and you just get seniors and you get a lot of people. Everybody comes to these. And it's not just, you know, let's say Governor Clinton, the first governor of New York. He's standing on his grave and he greets you and he's not just reciting his story. He's in, he's interacting with you and he's funny and he's telling stories. And uh, we try to give a, a wide um, cross section of, of characters, governors and uh-huh. preachers and, you know, the runaway servant girl and everybody's got a different story to tell. And so they come alive, the which start. is the cool thing. What's that? They come alive, which is the cool thing. They come alive. Yeah, They're all there. And living history is uh, where it's at. That's that's what we that's our slogan. That's what we call it. Good slogan. That's nice. So a lot. So obviously. Um, so you said it was uh, circa 1659. Right. That church was established in 1659. 1659. And the British burned most of it, and it was rebuilt. Um, but we focus on October of 1777 because that's – and a lot of the original buildings are still there in uptown Kingston in the stockade area. The Dutch had settled there, and um, we we try and bring a good, you know, cross-section of people. Men, women, all different types of people. And then uh, last year, I was asked to do the same thing over in the Rhinebeck Cemetery. Mm -hmm. So that's how we got involved over in Rhinebeck. And that's called Tales from the Underground. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And we're going to be back each year. But this this one, um, there are people from – that cemetery isn't that old. It goes back to 1796, and and it's still – They're still burying people there. So we got people from the 20th century. We have ghosts in that cemetery that people knew. There's a woman named. uh, Yeah, there's a woman buried there named. uh, I'll give you an example. Her last name is Sukley, and she was Franklin Roosevelt's cousin. And she died recently. She was 100 years old. She lived in the same house she was born in. So we have her on her gravesite, and people come up to her that knew her, which is oh, kind of nice. That's neat. That's very yep. cool. So the the old Dutch church, I just want to flip back there for a minute. So yeah. do you have a lot of the uh, the tombstones? Are they actually in Dutch? No. Uh, well, no. They're, they're, I'm going to say they're, uh, they're Dutch names that have been uh, – Anglicized that the writing is not in Dutch; it's in English. Oh, okay. Because I have seen, I have been, uh, like in uh, the Fishkill area of New York, and seen, uh, you know, gravestones in Dutch, and they they have a very different style of carving uh, there. Right. Uh, it's also very different uh, material that the stones are made out of. It's more of a red. Uh, That's exactly it. And uh, you could Google Old Dutch Church Kingston and you'll see pictures of the stones. A lot of them 
are that red stone, and some yep. of them are, you know, they're they've been uh, they're worn away, like the writing and the carvings. There's a lot of carvings that have been, but yeah. some most of them are are intact, and some of the stones have disappeared. They're just like fragments of it. There's uh like 700 people buried there that don't have stones. Oh wow! Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, you get a lot of biological damage with that type of uh, mm-hmm. of stone, and I mean they, you know, they made the stones out of, you know, whatever they quarry in that area um, most times. Right. So um, it tends to be kind of soft and crumbly, and just biologically, it just gets eaten, you know. But uh, they're really beautiful. Uh, this area was known for bluestone. The bluestone industry was huge around here. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of big, thick blue stones, and uh, those are still intact because they made all the sidewalks out of them, not uh-huh. only here but in New York, New York City too. Right. Yep. Well, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to seeing that, that cemetery because that's a great 1659. It's just I love old, old cemeteries, and uh, that's comparable to a lot of our early Puritan cemeteries up here with that age. Mm-hmm. So I'll definitely be visiting there. <laughs> well, good. And Fishkill is not that far from us. Uh, Fishkill is uh, south of Poughkeepsie, which is south of Rhinebeck. Fishkill is about yep. uh, it's about 30 miles from where I'm sitting right now. It's not that far. Oh. Yeah. Nice. And there's a lot of cemeteries in this area. And uh, you could be driving on a back road, and all of a sudden you'll see graves up in the hills. And uh you wonder who these people were. And then far, the farmers back then, this was mostly farmland. They buried the people right on the property. That's right. Family cemetery. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right in so the back. Yeah. <laughs> is, is the the cemetery uh, their church property or is it it's different? No, it's church property. So that would be a, a graveyard more than a cemetery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, they call it a cemetery, but um, and they have a lot of events there at the old Dutch church. Um, is it still active church? A, pardon me. Is it still an active church? It is. It's still an active church, but they open it up to people of all different denominations, and uh, they have a you know a soup kitchen there. They bake and cook food there. Anyone is welcome. They have. A lot of events there. They have concerts, flea markets. There's a theater in uh, an old community center theater inside the church. Nice. Uh, so there, the, it, the doors are open to anyone and anything that you, people come up with all sorts of ideas and they use the church for different things. Hmm. I was up there the other day because we're, we're now researching this fall cemetery tours. And um, there's a museum and a library <clears throat> inside the church. And by the way, their steeple is the tallest structure in our county, and it's currently under reconstruction after all these centuries. Wow. But uh, it's cool because uh, I think the church is haunted too. Our dressing room is right under the steeple. <laughs> You're talking about something that's like over 200 years old. Uh-huh. And there's a lot of cre- creepy, creaky things going on up there. <laughs> nice. Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> so, you, I mean, all this experience that you do with it, is it safe to say that you do believe in ghosts? Uh, I'm going to say yes. <laughs> I'm going to say yes. I had, 
I've had some experiences that, that you know, take me in that direction. I, um, mm-hmm. Two years ago, uh, I met a medium, uh, and uh, we ended up hiring her for a show. And yeah. before she knew anything about me, I mean, she did a reading for me, and it was just uh, about 90% accurate. But I also spent a night up at the Vanderbilt house with a paranormal group. They contacted me and they wanted me to introduce them to the owners of the Vanderbilt house. And they were from New York city right? and they brought a television crew up there and they knew the history of the building. And I said, I heard a lot of things. Uh, I'm not sure I saw anything, but I did hear things and it mm-hmm. kind of, made me believe but i'm i'm open to it anyway and i'm not afraid of it i'm open to it yeah that's great yeah that's great i i just you know because you go to so many different locations i was just wondering if you had any experiences uh you know at these different locations because you know you're doing... uh, yes there's been others uh the basement of the beekman arms which is a very spooky place we do part of our haunting tours down in that basement and there are tunnels down there that were used during the underground railroad days runaway slaves and Sweet. when kingston burned they found a lot of artifacts in those tunnels mm-hmm. so that basement is probably the most haunted place i've ever been in and one of our uh, one of our actresses last year claim that she was in touch with some of the the friends as she called them that were down in that basement <laughs> you know why we call them friends because if we call them friends then we're not scared of them as much as if we call them something else all right <laughs> yeah. I, I don't you know when you're a kid you're afraid of ghosts or whatever and uh right. now you, you just see it as part of life right mm-hmm. Absolutely. so anyway anyways we are coming up to the break so we've got a uh, take a break right now, and then we'll come back. We've got a couple other things we'd like to talk to you about because you you do a lot. It's really uh, amazing all the different things that you do. Anyway, so you're listening well, you. to Ghost Chronicles. Uh, what are we? Next generation, Next generation, right? Yes, with Dan Carrigan and Ron Kolick, and our special guest is Frank, Frank Marquette. Marquette. Oh, God, I remember it almost. <laughs> Anyways, right here on Tojinet and Pararex Radio, we'll be right back after the following massages. You have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, Get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. Hello, hello, can you hear me? My name is Harry Price. I am speaking to you via the medium of the Ghost Box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now... Thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Para-X Radio, The Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. 
two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing, although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. The other is Stephen Parsons, and he is a paranormal scientist. Well, mustache, I am required elsewhere on something called a K2. But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. Welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Anne. And our special guest this evening is Frank Marquette from Theater on the Road. Hi. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you have uh, several companies. One of them was the Steam uh, Trunk. What, what exactly is that? Okay, that really is – okay, um, I always wanted to have a 501c nonprofit mm-hmm. so I could use it to um, get donor money and grant money and so forth. So Steam money moves everything. What's that? Money moves everything. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, I formed that a year ago for the sole purpose of applying for grant money, and that, that's all that is. Okay. So Murder Cafe, murder, there's three companies. Murder Cafe, uh, the comedy murder mystery company, and Theater on the Road is uh, the living history stuff. And we also do other plays under Theater on the Road. Uh, for example, I have a four-year relationship with Bannerman Island. Um, have either, either of you, you know, heard of Bannerman what, Island? That yes. That's what I was, I was going to ask you about because that place is absolutely fantastic. And uh, yes, I know that I know the story behind it and and how it was cursed and everything. And it's a fascinating uh, place. And, and you're, you, do you do things actually on the island? Right on the island. Uh, there's oh, a crumbling wow. castle. There's a yep. castle on the island. And then on the top of the island is the old residence, the Bannerman residence. And there's a theater space in front of that. It's outdoors and. I've done, uh, I did Edgar Allan Poe there three years ago. I did the 1938 radio broadcast War of the Worlds. Mm. And last fall, I did Dracula. We sold out five performances. Oh, wow. And this July, we're doing Arsenic and Old Lace on the island. (laughs) Oh, that's great. Wow. Oh, that's really, really cool. What What a great spot, right? It is. It's a great spot. We love it. Uh, do you know how the, uh, the the curse on the island? Do you know about the curse on the island? I don't. I don't know where that originated, but I know that a lot of bad things have happened on that island, including mysterious explosions. Um, yeah. There were people what? living on the island up until uh, the mid-1950s. I met one of them. Mm-hmm. And they all left when the castle exploded. Uh, so, uh, do you know anything about it? I do, because it, the the uh, the Bannermen made their money in munitions. Mm-hmm. And what that they is did true. is they they actually stored a lot of those munitions on the island, and they were building uh, a basically a a reef there. And the, what they would do is they would. Uh, 
buy ships and sink them in in the uh, the river, uh, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Is it a river? Yeah, it's a river, right? The Hudson River. The Hudson. Yeah. yeah. Whoops. Let's disconnect that. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So they would sink from the river. So uh, according to the legend, is that uh, I forget which one of them. Uh, I think it was the, the father bought uh, a ship from a sea captain who was actually on the island. And he knew what he was going to do, but he loved his ship. And he said, I don't want to, I'll agree to sell it to you, but I don't want you to blow it up until uh, I'm away from it so I don't have to see it. And he Mm. took his money, signed the paper, and when he did that, he gave the signal and they blew up the ship right in the harbor. And the old sea captain cursed Bannerman for blowing up his uh, ship on it, and uh, that's how the curse came. And then there was an explosion on the island of the munitions and a bunch of other stuff that happened to it. It's it's an interesting story. That is. Mm-hmm. I didn't know all of that. And, uh, you know, I've been involved with them for now, uh, four years now, and we looked into the history of the island, and uh, there's actually a play called Bannerman Island, and they go through the history of it. But that's that's a lot of good information you just gave. And did, right, thank you. didn't the wife, the wife was, so the wife and the children were there on the island mm-hmm. as well. I mean, they were living there. And, uh, right. Yeah, the so, house was there. They lived there. That was yeah. their place. He built a castle there. And... Right. So the, the wife was out in the garden one morning and uh, <clears throat> on the, whatever, the settee or the, and she went in to get her cup of tea, and at that instant, something blew up and and plunked something down right where she would have been. So if mm-hmm. not for her going in to have a cup of tea, she would have been killed by this explosion. I did hear, I did hear this story. Yes, I did hear this story. Yeah, uh, it's really crazy. Yep. Yeah. Crazy it is. stuff. It's crazy. And, you and should he see was a crazy, crazy guy. Movie. Yeah, he was crazy. Mm-hmm. He was t- totally crazy. But uh, very smart too. Now, I mean, <laughs> they've been renovating it. There's a lot of volunteers, a lot of people out there. They've gotten a lot of grant money, and uh, the castle is just a shell of what it was. And the the residents on top of the island, they're they've been rebuilding that, and you know, you can now go in it and. Uh, there's a museum in there, and they give tours. The, the, the grounds are beautiful. They, they've re-landscaped them. They just installed uh, bathrooms on the island uh, last month. No. <laughs> that's that's, that's an important good. thing, you know. Bathrooms are very... I, I totally agree. I totally agree with you. <laughs> so that, it's probably haunted as well. There's no question about it. Oh, I wouldn't doubt that it. That whole area is haunted. That whole area is totally haunted with uh, revolu- a lot of Revolutionary War stuff. And, um, oh, I'll give you a, a good ghost story that I I reenact when I am at the Beekman Arms and I'm playing um, Griffin Hoffman, who owned the Beekman Arms 1864. And 1865, Lincoln died and was assassinated, and they took him on tour. You know about the Lincoln funeral train? No. Oh. I've heard of it. Yes. Yes, absolutely. It's in my book goes today. Oh, okay. Well, the Lincoln, the Lincoln funeral train came up the Hudson river. They stopped at every town so people could pay their respects. So now you want to look up Lincoln ghost train. People claim that they see the train to this day. Oh, that's interesting. Yep. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's kind of a cool, and I found actually a little piece on that. They, I don't have the name of the captain, but it was a tugboat. He was the captain of a tugboat, and that was his prize vessel. And uh, when uh, he blew it up in front of him, uh, the captain cursed Benham and swore revenge. So that's how the the whole thing started, according to to this. And, and they say that you can actually hear the the ringing of the bell at times from that sunken ship. But anyway, yeah, lots of always. That's, yeah. You know what? That's the cool thing about history. There's so many things. I mean, even even the legends are based on some type of uh, fact or some type of truth. So that that's it's a cool thing. That's why history is, is. so important to us. It is. Now, you know, the show Hamilton, the Broadway play Hamilton. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's I think it's on tour now. Maybe it's in Boston. I know it's in Chicago. Well, anyway, the Beekman Arms and it's on their website. They claim that Alexander Hamilton and Aaron Burr agreed to duel while they were at the bar in the tavern at the Beekman Arms. Oh, now. And, they, and they're still there. Every once in a while, they make an appearance. Now, <laughs> I don't know how true that is, but it, it has been proven that they both stayed there, and they both stayed there at the same time. Hmm. And it's logical that they got into an argument there, and so some people still hear them arguing. The tavern yeah, boys, boys pretty much boys. the way Yes, uh, yeah, why not? <laughs> so the area, this area, you know, I, I'm, never, I'm not going to live long enough to portray all of the ghosts that, are around <laughs> or meet or meet <laughs> we wanted to stay at the uh beekman arms in june when we moved my daughter down but uh mm-hmm. unfortunately i can't afford the uh i can't afford it um at that time and <laughs> they they won't let you just stay one night you have to stay two uh in mm-hmm. june so mm-hmm. uh so i was kind of disappointed because i was really looking forward to just you know, staying there and experiencing well, you know what? that we, we just have to get very lucky at Kino again. <laughs> yes, we will. Yes, we will. <laughs> but well, it, that, it looks that is a, there's not much there. In I mean, there's a lot there in Rhinebeck, but there you don't have a lot of choices when it comes to uh, hotels. Now they're yeah. building that new place in back of it where your daughter's going to be working. Yep, the Mirbo. But um, yeah. a lot of people cross the bridge over in the Kingston where there's a lot of motels and hotels, mm-hmm. but Rhinebeck itself, you have a lot of restaurants and high end shops and uh, so forth. Um, what is that little town? that's not so little. No, it's not a little town. It's, is it Portsmouth, New Hampshire? Oh yeah. That's not a little town. That's a that's city not. actually. Yep, that's a city. a city. Okay. We stop there every year. Rhinebeck to me is a smaller version of that town. It, that town reminds me of Rhinebeck. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Huge very amount nice. of history in Portsmouth. I bet there is. Yeah. yeah we, and have, I, we have, you know, my, go ahead. I'm sorry. We have uh, friends here. Roxy Zwicker. Actually, she does my morning show with me. Uh, she does. She's been doing tours here, trolley tours and, and cemetery tours and, yep. and uh, pub crawls and everything there for years and years. Well, that's great. That's absolutely great. I always like to see what other people are doing and uh, traveling around. We were in Southern California last March visiting our daughters, and we went to a lot of historic sites. And um, I always like to see their their version of what we do. 
Yeah, I mean, I, what you do is 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 very unique, and and you know, in all fairness, uh, before I get into the ghost business, my first experiences, I I went on vacation with my wife and son to uh, historic uh, uh, Williamsburg, and they had a candlelight ghost tour uh, throughout the old place, and that was my first experience, and I loved it. I thought it was great. That's such a, mm-hmm. it's such a great way to you know introduce history and still entertain you, entertain you at the same time it's just awesome that you just hit the nail on the head ron that's exactly what i preach because um a lot of people don't know their history you know and i don't know what they're teaching in schools today but uh, not much either, <laughs> yeah <laughs> either either you you're interested in what came before you and you can connect it to your life in modern day or not and some people choose not to do that. They have no idea what's around them or under them. They were paving a parking lot in Kingston a couple of years ago, and I was up there, and guys were in there digging through the rubble, and one guy said, you go down six feet, you find the Dutch, and they're slaves. You go down another four feet, you find the Native Americans. Oh. All paved over. All paved over. Wow. You know, it's horrible. You see these... Uh, these digs in New York City, every time they break ground for a new high rise, they're finding bones and bottles and of course. all sorts of things that are they, two, they three hundred years old. They found King Richard in, in the parking lot. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. Think of what's under our parking lots and where you are. I mean, the Boston area has got to be oh, yeah. loaded with that. That's all thing. filled. We fill it all in. So it used to be all swampland. So it's and the. And the subway, there's actually in uh, uh, in one of our very historic cemeteries uh, up in Boston, um, they actually have a exhaust tunnel for the mm-hmm. subway in the corner of mm-hmm. the, sec- the uh, cemetery. <laughs> uh, so, Whoa. yeah, and, you know, everybody's been moved. Nobody's probably actually buried where they're supposed to be, and I think they just – you know, they they tidied up the graves and made them neat and orderly and just who knows where the bodies really are, to be honest. Uh, absolutely agree. Yeah. And you don't you don't know until you delve into it who is actually buried there. I mean, when we started researching the Rhinebeck Cemetery, mm-hmm. you know, we found a cast of characters that were just uh, startling. We had uh, a slave who uh you know, after she got her freedom, she went on to become a writer. We found a guy who uh, not only was a silent film actor, but owned a, a theater in Rhinebeck back in the 1920s. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it, they don't all have to be military people or generals. or No, um, no they don't. They're just uh, the common people. They, their stories are great. You know, there's a Mr. and Mrs. Lowe. They ex- escaped the burning of Kingston. She took in a, a British spy. Uh, the guy made believe that he was sick, and she nursed him back to health, and he helped burn their house, and then she went and hid the silver. And, uh, you know, it, it's just great stories. And then we get the husband and wife there arguing about why she took in the traitor and what did uh-huh. she do with the silver and all of that. And people <laughs> love that. And all of a sudden, they start asking questions, right. and then it becomes real to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Agreed. Yeah, you know what's interesting too, and, and really sad is that now we, we tend to 
try to change history rather than preserve it. You know, it didn't, it wasn't the way we liked it. You know, we weren't nice at that time right. or whatever. So we, we try to change it. And, and by doing that, we, we aren't going to learn the lessons of the past. Uh, you, know, you know, it's so sad. Well, I really think is. that uh, absolutely. I think Americans particularly are in denial about their history. You know, uh, it's kind of whitewashed and, Learn from you know, it. we, yeah, when I was a, a kid, they just focused on a lot of the military stuff. And, uh, you know, I'm learning, I'm learning, I grew up in this area, and I know and see more now than I did as a kid. I have no idea. What is that old building? What's the history of that? And mm-hmm. where does this trail take me? I, li- I live in an area that uh, the canal ran through, the... Um, Erie Canal. The, uh, DNA, the DNH Canal was built oh, okay. in a, that's how all the goods went from the West to New York and then to Europe. And uh, there are canal locks. I can walk to canal locks from my house. And a lot of people don't even know what they were for. Oh, cool. That's neat. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So but, now I know they have, they have a lot of different, um, at the Beekman, they have a lot of different buildings. I guess yes. that you can stay in are, are they in like one's a firehouse and one's something else. So would these buildings actually, uh, are they old? Are they new? Uh, they're just they're, things that have been rehabbed. They're mostly old. That firehouse, which is in back of the main building was mm-hmm. built in 1870. Okay. And you could see, you could probably find a picture online. You could see it was a firehouse. Uh, they now have hotel rooms in there. Right. Um, right down the street from the Beekman Arms is one of the uh, prettiest Victorian homes in the area, the Delamater House. That right. was built in the 1840s by a man who owned the Beekman Arms. And they now have rooms in there, uh, and it looks very much like it, it probably did in the 19th century. Okay. There's a couple of other buildings, but there's a series of buildings, conference centers off the main road that are more modern. So they, okay. in the main building, in the Beekman Arms itself, they only have, I think, 11 or 12 guest rooms. Mm-hmm. And most people who come, they want to stay in that building. But, okay. you know, especially in the, the summer and fall, uh, like you said, I'm surprised they they only offered they wouldn't let you stay one night. But I know in the summer and fall, Rhinebeck you can't find a parking space. There's oh, sure. so many activities over there, and mm-hmm. you know they get and a I lot know. of traffic. We're yeah. overrun with people from New York City right now. The whole uh, area. Uh, <laughs> well, that explains why they're building a spa there, <laughs> a day spa. Yes. Uh, and an inn. They are. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, my daughter's going to be the assistant director there. So we're all very excited, but I will miss her tremendously. But uh, she's really super excited to be down there. And they've already visited. And like I said, they stayed there. So uh, great. it looks like if you, have my, uh, you have my email. Um, email me. I can give you some recommendations where to stay, where to go and all of that. When oh, you come down yes. Here. Oh, yes. I definitely will do that. Definitely. Cool. Thank sure. you. Now, I, I also noticed you have a thing, the haunting on the Hudson. And where is, is that, is that on, on the road? Do you do it in different venues? Is it like a, a, a mystery theater or is it? Haunting on the Hudson is, is not a murder mystery, but that is a site, a site specific 
haunting show. Like okay. we we change the characters. It's the same story, but we mm-hmm. change the characters depending on where we're performing it. And and it is on the road. We were in uh, Binghamton, New York, uh, in February, a place called the Binghamton Club, built in 1890. They never did anything with their history. So I went up to Binghamton. I got a book, did some research, and then we changed the characters so they were specific to Binghamton, the people who were prominent in the 1890s up there. Man, that's a lot of work. Yeah, we've done that show at various other places. Um, even performed at West Point a few years ago. Uh, there's a oh, place wow. called the Hudson, the Hudson House Inn down in Cold Spring, New York, which is right near Bannerman Island. That mm-hmm. place was built in the 1840s, and we did it there. Um, people are very open to this, and, um, you know, people with their entertainment, they have, you know, DJs, and they have bands, and they have open mic nights, but when you offer them living history where we can – come in as the characters who were here 100, 150, or 200 years ago, they're very open to it. And uh, um, the guests, um, they love it. They've never seen anything like it. Hmm. So, do you, do you ever do a one-man show? Uh, no, not specifically, no. The closest I've come to that is Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I have, that's I have, you, yeah, you would make a I fantastic been... poll, by the way. I saw your picture. It's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. There's a video on the website. I mean, I've emceed shows. I've done a lot of different types of shows, but uh, I have not done a one-man show. Maybe maybe at some point in my life. Who knows? <laughs> cool. This is great. If anybody's looking for the website, it's on our Ghost Chronicles Next Generation page. It's called... Uh, theater, but it's uh, T-H-E-A-T-R-E, on the road.com. But uh, you can hop on our Facebook page and get the link. A lot of interesting stuff going on there. Frank, do you also have Thank a Facebook that. page? Yes, I do. I have um, my Facebook page, Frank Marquette, M-A-R-Q-U-E-T-T-E. And Theater on the Road has its own Facebook page, as does Thanks. Murder Cafe. And I routinely post um, show events and photos, videos on those pages. Excellent, excellent. So people can find out more about you. They can contact you through those locations as well, correct? Yes, that's correct. And I will connect with you on Facebook as well. Oh, awesome. So what what lies ahead for you? Are you looking for any, something new to do or, or you, you have your plate full as it is? Well... Uh... I'm a kind. I'm the guy who can't say no. My, I mean, my plate <laughs> is full. Uh, I like last year. I did 53 shows. I worked oh, with 51 actors at, at 20, 28 different locations. Um, oh. I'm always looking to be better and uh, expand the reach. Um, quality murder mysteries. Uh, we're now the murder mystery company of record up at Mohawk Mountain House. We do their murder mystery weekend. That mm-hmm. means that um, I can use that to get other bookings at other prestigious locations. Mm-hmm. Uh, the living history stuff, I would like to do more work in schools. Um, it's hard. It's hard to get into schools. There's a lot of red tape, but oh, yeah. um, 
so that that's a goal. Uh, just exposing more people to local history and right. how it ties in with national history and how history ties in with the modern day. I, I would I would I want to do more with that living history. I have people that work for me that are taking the murder mysteries uh, and running with them. Um, I have a show tomorrow night in Tarrytown, New York, and a woman who works for me is directing that and, and managing that for me. And uh, that's just an example. So I can focus more on uh, living history. I, I have a lunch meeting Monday with um, a historian who's 101 years old, and he's going to ah, help me oh, with, my age. with some. <laughs> uh, there you go. I knew you had something in common. So, uh, yeah. So I just want to do more and do it better. So, Ian, have you ever gone to any of these murder mysteries? I have not been to a murder mystery. You yet. know what? I have oh. not either, and they've always fascinated me. So, you know what? We got to do a road trip. Go to one of uh, Frank's murder mysteries and Absolutely. and see what it's all about. I think it'd be a lot of fun. To be honest with you, I've been, I'll, have I've to, been... I'll have to bring one to you. We'll have to find a, a location better. near you. You're <laughs> alone. You don't have to about finding locations. That's my forte. <laughs> this, is my, this is my turf up here. I can I can find locations. No problem. <laughs> Okay, well, we'll email and uh, we'll work together. Maybe we'll do some work on an event together. We could do a, I do a lot of fundraising events and. Um, oh, awesome. Yeah. So yeah, there's all I'll, sorts I'll of very much, you know, I don't just talk about history. I also walk the walk. I mean, I've raised thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars for uh, Friends of Portsmouth Harbor Lighthouse, Wood Island Lighthouse. Uh, of various other locations, uh, VZ Park, and 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 so forth. So I, you know, I, I, I'm very much involved in fundraising for private uh, nonprofit historical organizations. Oh, that's great! That's absolutely yeah. great. So, anyways, that is the doorbell, which means pizza from the dead is here, and we've got to wrap up the show. So, is there anything you'd like to say before we uh, say goodbye? Well, first, I want to thank you for finding me and thank you for having me on your show and exposing me to your audience. Uh, I just encourage people to learn as much as they can about their local history and see how it ties in with na the national story and uh, with their with their own history. I think it's important. Um, put down. I, I, I encourage people to put down their phones, get off the couch and go see a live show. There you Absolutely. go. Yeah, nothing yep. better. And I, I recommend if, if, you know, you're looking for something to do this summer, take a ride up to uh, wherever the hell it is, Rhinebeck. I don't okay. even know where that is. Where is that, Ann? Uh, it is exactly uh, – you want to answer, Ann? You answer, Frank. It's, you're better. <laughs> it's 80 miles It's eighty miles north of New York City, a straight line north of New York City, 80 miles. So, so is it – The Hudson River, the Hudson River enters uh, – empties into New York City. That's where the – Hudson River begins right. in Lower Manhattan. You take the Hudson River straight up north, about I 80, 85 that. miles. That. <laughs> That's where we are, Hudson Valley, mid-Hudson so Valley. So are you closer to Oneida or are you closer to New York City? Uh, New York City. I'm, I'm 90 miles from New York City. Oh, wow. Okay. Straight shot. All right, so mm -hmm. yeah, that's great. Awesome. Well, Frank, th thank you so much for thank joining us. So it was a lot of fun. That was. Thank you. Appreciate it very much, and I'm glad we have this contact. That's awesome. All right, great. So time to wrap it up.
Uh, heck right. up in tunes. So yes. uh, check out my website, see what all the cool things we're doing. Anyghostproject.com, the letter N, the letter E, ghostproject.com. Always adding things. And uh, watch out, of course, for the haunted and cursed photograph. So till <laughs> then, good night and God bless. Good night. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us good law.